Let's take a little time and talk now about the state that we are living in. Political, spiritual, maybe some life. While you are listening to Phyllis Faber. Welcome back to the pastor's office, and let me be the first. Well, actually, it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon, so I'm pretty sure I'm not the first. So let me be one of the individuals, one of the people that wishes all of our fathers out there a happy Father's Day. Listen, can I tell you something? Uh, There's no substitute for a great father. No substitute at all. And I thank God that... For 42 years of my life, uh, I knew a great father. His name was the Reverend Lee Mason Jr. Uh, That was my daddy. Uh, Sometimes it's hard to believe that he's been gone for seven years, but his memory lives on within the lives of his children and his grandchildren and those that knew and loved him. So I'm glad, I'm thankful that I had a great dad. And I pray that for my sons, Jonathan Jr. and Jackson, Uh, that I'm doing something right. Uh, They're getting good grades, so I think I'm doing something right. They're respectable young men. I believe I'm doing something right. Uh, They're handsome. I'll give that credit to their mother. So, again, we want to wish all of you that are fathers a great Father's Day. I pray you're out doing something wonderful. But I know you always carve out this time at 2 o'clock on Sundays to join us here in the pastor's office. Let me also say this. Today is Juneteenth. Today is Juneteenth when the word got down to Galveston, Texas, and uh, the slaves uh, realized, you know what? We are free. Slavery is actually indeed over. So I do pray that at some point today uh, that you help our young people to understand what this day is all about. It's really not a celebration. How can you celebrate this institution, uh, the beginning or the ending of an institution called slavery. Uh, What we're doing is commemorating uh, and remembering what our ancestors went through, what they endured so that we might be here today. So please pass this information on to your young people. Help them understand what today is all about and why Juneteenth is important to them. But listen, I want to share some information with you. In every major city across the country, there is a tourism bureau. Uh, I've worked in radio now since 1995. Uh, I started working in Norfolk, Virginia, selling radio, went on to New York, sold radio there with the Howard Stern Show, and, and then I managed several of the largest radio stations in our country. Uh, and now I'm proud to be a radio owner. And I'll tell you one thing, uh, we on the sales side of radio, uh, we absolutely 
partner with the tourism bureaus uh, in the cities where we exist uh, because the tourism bureaus are responsible for evangelizing our cities. Yes, they're preaching a word. They're preaching a word about why one should visit why one should conduct business here, uh, why businesses should come here. Their job is to highlight the positives uh, of the city that we exist in. Why am I sharing that with you? Well, we're here in the city of brotherly love and sisterly affection. uh, And there's a new sheriff in town uh, when it comes to the Visit Philadelphia Tourism Bureau. Uh, And her name is Angela Val. She is the new president and CEO as of the end of this month. But she's no stranger to Philly. She went to Drexel. She worked for Visit Philadelphia early in her career. She's gone on to do several great things, and now she's back where she started. So we want to talk to her today. We want to welcome her. Here's another Another nugget that's important. She is the first African American to head the Visit Philadelphia Tourism Bureau. She's the first. She's the first. She's made history. Now, I will be happy when we get to a day when we no longer talk about first, but while we're still doing it, let's give credit where credit's due and honor where honor is due. Miss Angela Val, come on into the pastor's office. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. It was a great introduction. Thank you. Thank you. So so you journeyed to Philadelphia initially to be a student at the great Drexel University. Talk to us a little bit about your beginnings here. Yeah, so I'm originally from Rockville, Maryland. Always wanted to live and go to school in a city. Drexel offered a great co-op program, and they were one of the few schools in the country that already had a hospitality and tourism major. So I came here to Philly, and then never left. I just fell in love with the city. And so after graduation from Drexel, if my notes are correct and if I took everything in correctly, you started out working as a receptionist at the Visitors Bureau, right, at at Visit Philly? Yes, I was both the receptionist and the executive assistant to the president and CEO at the time, who was Merrill Levitt. I started there in uh, 1998, and as the company grew, I grew with it, taking on more and more responsibility. I left for a great opportunity to become the deputy um, executive director for the Democratic National Convention, which Philadelphia held in uh, 2016. I followed that with working with the wonderful Julie Coker, who is the president and CEO of the Philadelphia Convention and Visitors Bureau. Uh, That's our sister organization that oversees meetings and conventions. And just currently, I'm ending my job here in a small technology and marketing company that focuses on the tourism industry. I've been with them for almost a year, and now I'll be headed home to visit Philly as their president and CEO. I've been in Philly for about 31 years now, and this is my dream job. This has got, and that's what I was just about to say, this has got to be a dream come true uh, for you to be able to go back home as the president and CEO. Talk to us about how you felt when you got that news. 
You know, I was actually at my parents' house, and I couldn't be in a better place because just like you gave your dad a nice shout-out, I hit the parent jackpot. This was all of the work, making sure I go to school and going, you know, to summer school when needed and everything and making sure I go to college to be able to share this news with them when I got the call was, you know, a moment that I'll never forget and neither will they. Uh, it was very special to be able to share that with them. And I was a little taken aback. You know, there's always the chance of not getting it, but it seemed and felt so right at the time and that I've truly returned home. And you know what? You're taking on this position at a very unique time in the history of our city. And, and here's what I mean by that. Uh, we're coming out of two years of a worldwide pandemic that, that crippled cities like ours for a long time when it came to tourism. Uh, four of the radio stations I own are in the Outer Banks of North Carolina, which is a huge tourism market. For two years, there basically was no tourism. So now you're coming into this position when it feels like life is getting back to some semblance of normalcy. Talk to us about how Visit Philly and their efforts and mission were affected by the pandemic. And I know you weren't there, but I'm sure you guys had conversations about this as you were interviewing and talking. And now talk to us about your role in bringing us back, bringing the message forward in a really, in, in a lot of cases, a new environment and a new world after this pandemic. Yeah. Before I answer that question, I just want to give a shout out to the Outer Banks. I've been going there with my family since 1978. Wow. I love it there. It's my wow. second most favorite place on the planet. Now, when you go down. Philadelphia. All right. So, wait a second. Hold on one second. Let me, let me just tell our listeners real quick. Give us one second. So, when you go down okay. there, where do you stay? So we started out originally staying in Kitty Hawk, Nags Head. Nice. We eventually moved up to Southern Shores and Duck, and now we're all the way in Kerala. I think we just try to get away from all the crowds <laughs> as much as possible. Okay. Um, but it's really a, a wonderful place. So so Beach 104, WCMS, uh, VOD, WZPR, those are, those are our stations down there. So next time you go down, give us a listen, all right? I will indeed. Absolutely. All right. We're coming back Absolutely. to the interview now. We're coming back. All right, listeners. I'm sorry. I just had to, I had to ask that question. <laughs> All right. So talk to us about coming out of this pandemic and you assuming this role. Sure. You know, just like every organization, Visit Philadelphia did like many uh, companies and organizations, which has reduced their staff, take a hard look at what they had to do to get by, um, made sure that they were staying true to the mission now that we are on our you know, way out of COVID, we do have a lot of work to do as an organization and as a city, um, building back up the staff, making sure that we let all those folks that want to visit Philadelphia that are from our region and our drive markets know that what we have going on, that all the festivals and all the things to do have been back. They were on a hiatus for two years, but we're back in play. I plan to work together with the team of Visit Philly, different stakeholders to bring back all the tourism segments and truly start building back up Philadelphia's vibrancy both day and night. Nice, nice. Yeah. And you know what? Over the last few weeks, we've had a number of guests on 
to talk about the flower show, to talk about the various museums, to talk about the festivals that are coming. There's a lot going on in our city. Uh, so talk to us, because that's that's an awesome mission you have to share that information. Uh, talk to us about exactly how Visit Philly goes about doing their job. Yes, absolutely. So Visit Philly really works with a large group of partners, not just here in Philadelphia, but also the surrounding counties. What we do is market all the things there are to see and do. That is everything from a small little ice cream shop in a neighborhood all the way to really large, big exhibits that happen in our museums. Uh, we also bring press in uh, seasonally so that they can take a look for themselves at all the things that are going on, get a feel for Philadelphia, so they can pitch stories that you might be reading later on in the year in the fall and winter. We also have great hotel packages. We have the Philly Overnight Package right now where you can get two untimed Harry Potter exhibit tickets. It's the only way to get those VIP tickets. That will be through September 11th. We also do a lot of advertising, both in market here in our region and out of market as well. To tell people how great Philadelphia is for a nice long weekend, you may have seen some of those commercials where you pack late and playing big for Philadelphia. So I'd be remiss if I didn't say after 27 years in, in the radio business and and spending most of it on the sales side, you know, radio advertising is a wonderful tool as well, ma'am. So so we, we might want to talk a little bit. It's on bit. my list, definitely. Okay. All right. Absolutely. So So let's talk about some of the major events that are coming sure. up in Philadelphia that you and your team are going to be out promoting. Sure. There's so much taking place in the city for residents and for visitors to experience from festivals, events, attractions. Every weekend, we have new restaurants and shops uh, that have opened up and a lot of new additions to parks to, for people to explore. We understand that gas prices might be a little high and some people might be a little hesitant sometimes to travel. I know that travel during this summer is even more busy than it has been in the past. But if you um, want to do a little staycation, coming down to Philadelphia, spending a couple of nights and taking in all there is to do is a great way to do it. There's a lot going on all summer. I mentioned the Harry Potter exhibit, the Oval Experience on the Parkway, the Flower Show, Wawa Wah Welcome America, right around the corner, Black Star Film Festival and Spruce Street Harbor Park, always fun. There's going to also be the Chinese Lantern Festival that hasn't been the festival in two years, and of course the Phillies, I know they're not always having the best game, our fingers are crossed, but going to see a baseball game is so much summer. Longwood Gardens is also one of my favorites as well. You're listening to Philly's Favorite 100.7 FM and 99.5 HD3. We are talking to the brand new president and CEO of Visit Philadelphia, and she is the first black president and CEO of Visit Philadelphia. So we're proud. We're, we're excited and happy uh, that she's going to be assuming this role the last week of this month here in June. Got an aggressive agenda ahead. You know what? Why don't we share with our Philly's favorite listeners how they can engage uh, with Visit Philadelphia uh, via social media, websites. How can they get more information? Yes, you can find everything you need to plan um, in Philadelphia, your great getaway, or just a nice evening downtown at visitphilly.com. 
visitphilly.com. Miss Angela Val, congratulations uh, on Thank being you. on being the new president and CEO of Visit Philly. Uh, we look forward to working with you as you hit the ground running and get your mission going with the department. Whatever we can do to help, we're right here for you. Thanks for coming into the pastor's office. Thank you so much for having me. Bye-bye. Son.